You're listening to the Call Me Mr. You, the podcast, your new home for inspiration, family, sports conversations, and a lot of other stuff. We're your all-purpose pod for an all-purpose life and your weekly mirror check before you go change the world, baby. Enjoy the show. I'm your host, Mr. You. Welcome back to the All Purpose Pod for an All Purpose Life. Wherever you are today and however you're listening to me, call me Mr. You. Thank you again for making us a part of your morning, your day, and your week. We're your weekly mirror check before you go change the world. You can find our show on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and the Twitter. Download, subscribe to our show wherever you enjoy your podcast, Spotify, Good Pods, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and Pandora. Thank you for listening, sharing us, and subscribing. Go change the world. Uh, so glad to have you guys back. We are having our listener participation episode today. We are talking about the relationship business model. We had so many responses coming back from you guys. Thank you for all of our friends, family, and followers out there that helped us out with this awesome assignment today. I'm going to do my very best to parse through all of the comments and responses hopefully give you something to think about when it comes to relationships and what that actually means, what it looks like, what it should look like and what it should not look like. So hopefully I'll give you guys some helpful tips, something to think about while sharing some of your stories here in the best way I can. So bear with us. Thank you for supporting us. We really appreciate it. Let's jump right on in. So, of course, first off, welcome to the Call Me Mr. You, the podcast. This is another listener participation episode of the show. We've done a few. We ask our listeners to share their thoughts on a topic that matters to them. The topic is about your relationship journeys or the relationship business model, if you're taking note. I don't know if you can relate or if you will even admit, but relationships are not easy to navigate. I think we all kind of know that deep down. It doesn't matter if you're both really similar and like the same things or not. That might make it easy when you're figuring out what's for dinner tonight. You'll likely pick or agree to the same meal, right? But there's no guarantee everything is like that in life, especially when there's uh, unless there's a lack of compromise or a lack of authentic communication. But there's no guarantees. Now, if you're really different, like polar opposites, then there's always opportunity for some kind of friction. The center line is always the reason for your relationship. You know, the glue that holds it all together. Maybe it's your faith. Maybe it's your family. Maybe it's your shared hometown and the values you grew up with. Maybe it's an agreement that you had before you guys got married or you guys met each other. What was going to happen? Maybe it's certain experiences that showed you you can trust each other no matter what. Either way, it's still never easy. Somebody said, it doesn't matter how you start. It's how you finish. In context, that's totally accurate. In relationship, business, and organization, it does kind of matter how you start because that could be the indicator of how you finish. If you don't like a person entering into a long-term relationship, friendship, or partnership, or mentorship, it's probably a bad idea. If you don't like them, how far are you really going to get, right? Apply the same way in relationships, business, partnerships, things like that. But we're going to focus on how you start and the business or the model of relationships. Now, I sent out our listener participation survey several weeks prior 
also included in some of our show notes. You can see it there if you have any questions about the questions, right? We ask seven questions, and if we have time, we share your responses on the show. We definitely can't wait to hear your answers. So here we go. Here are the seven questions that we asked everybody. First question, are you in a relationship right now? Are you in a relationship right now? You know, are you introduced to each other by a mutual friend? Did you find each other on a dating site? Was it a chance meeting at a coffee shop or in a class at college? Things like that. Number two, how did you meet? Number three, what were your first initial thoughts about the other person in the relationship? Number four, are those feelings still the same or have they changed? Number five, what did you find out about yourself that you didn't like initially? Number six, what can you see about yourself now that you think could use improvement? Number seven, what's the biggest Relationship lesson you have learned. Those are the seven questions that we asked, and the responses were, well, a lot of them were doozies. Sound like simple questions, but the thing that we heard lets you know that people are complex, and those answers are going to be complex as well. But I surveyed all of our responses, and what I saw for the very first question, are you in a relationship right now? 40% of my respondents were married. 40% are in a relationship, but never specified what kind. 20% 20% were either divorced or not in a relationship. So a kind of kind of runs the gamut of all different spectrums in life and circumstances. Now, some of our respondents have been married for over 22 years, which is really, really cool. So I love the perspective on a lot of the uh, questions that we asked. Number two, how did you meet was our second question. I got responses from church to riding past their houses on bicycles. I'm not sure where that was going. High school and college. I got, they met at the airport, which is pretty cool. It's like a movie, right? They met at a bar. Okay. Interesting. They met at a drive-thru at McDonald's. Wow. Okay. And of course, blind dates. I got uh, one of my friends, drummer boy. He said he met his future wife through his pastor. Sounds like a lot of pressure, right? (laughs) You don't want to get that one wrong. Uh, Another friend. Celtic warrior met his future wife on Twitter, which is so funny. I said, I, I got to hear the whole story behind this. See, I told you it's possible to find love on the timeline. Hashtag validation, right? So there's a benefit to sliding into somebody's DMs after all, huh? S-Dub met his future wife at a wedding they were both attending, which is a really cool story. BJC met his future wife at a club on her birthday. She approached him. This is her birthday now at a club. She approached him and said, in his words, you look like you need a friend. The rest was history. That's the line of the year. <laughs> Number three, my question was, what were your first initial thoughts about the other person in the relationship? About 1% of our respondents said they didn't like this significant other at all, but they eventually grew on them. Pretty interesting. The nobleman was, he would say he was impressed. His future wife beat him in the game of darts. She was wearing a dress and high heels at the time. Clearly, he was impressed. So she was uh, she was able to be uh, adept at playing sports and dress well, too. So he was doubly impressed, I believe. N.D. Kimmy said her future husband had a lot of baggage, and she wasn't even sure she wanted to deal with it all. So there was a big story behind that one. But thank you for your honesty, N.D. Kimmy. Appreciate it. Say Say from Texas said, nope. He grew on me over the years. I wanted I wanted more story, but I wasn't able to extract that from her. But that was fun to hear that one. He grew on me over the years. 
How many of you guys can relate to that? Didn't like the person at first at all. They kind of whipped you the wrong way, but still you hung in and began a relationship. I think it's pretty interesting. Cruella said he was very nice and thoughtful in the beginning. She did emphasize in the beginning. So a lot of story there. Number four, my fourth question was, are those feelings still the same or have they changed? Johnny D said his wife is a lot less funny over the years. Johnny D and his wife have a lot to talk about. <laughs> Jody says, my feelings have not changed. I love him so much. Oh, be still my heart. I love hearing stuff like this. Barbie doll says he's handsome. He's Christian and he's a gentleman. Go ahead, man. About 2% of our respondents shared about be- being in some kind of dangerous domestic violence situations. They want to let you, our listeners, know the importance of not being okay with remaining in places where your self-esteem is under assault and your physical body is under assault as well. So they want to warn you against that and, and kind of share some of their, uh, their tips on, on not allowing yourself to be in that kind of situation. So thank you for sharing that, guys. We appreciate it. The fifth question was, what did you find out about yourself that you didn't like initially? Steeler BC says he has a pretty excellent marriage, but spent much of his marriage challenged with low self-esteem and feeling worthless. He credits his wife for validating him and giving his life meaning. That's awesome. Thanks for sharing that, brother. That's really good. Johnny D, who is divorced, citing his selfishness as one of the things he didn't like about himself. So it's good to hear his perspective about that after the fact now, because sometimes, you know, you don't always learn a lesson until class is over, right? Say Say added, I'm bossy and headstrong. Sometimes it's better to be quiet and listen. A little transparency, man. I mean, people talk about, you know, how they got it going on, but rarely do folks admit that, you know, they got some things to work on and they're actively working on them. Thank you, Say Say. Irish Amy said her jealousy was one of the habits she wanted to break. You don't want to mess with her man. I think is what she's trying to say. Billy Guy said that I was very bad with money. But his wife made him better at it, helped him to be more organized and, and to kind of manage and budget things better. He always do more to help out around the house, too. So those are always never ending issues. But he's growing through it. He's learning. He's being intentional about trying to do better, which I love. Um, Cruella said, I don't need anybody. I don't need a savior or someone to control me. I'm strong. I'm worthy. And I can do anything if I put my mind to it. OK, thank you, Cruella. Number six, what can you see about yourself now that you think you could use improvement in? Well, still a BC says patience. Getting old is hard sometimes that you know today is so different than how I grew up and how selfish society is now. And he also cited about not speaking up early when situations could be going wrong, being quiet as opposed to being more vocal about, about things that are happening in his life. I like that. Say from Texas says, I'm quick tempered. I wish I was more soft spoken. I said awful, disgusting, below the belt stuff. I wish I could have it back. That's so powerful right there, Say, because what we learn about words, in case you haven't noticed in your own life, is that once you say it, you can't get it back. It's kind of the rock that you threw. You don't know where it's gonna land, who it's gonna hit, who it's gonna harm. You can't get the rock back or the impact of the rock that you threw. That's what happens when we speak something out of our mouth. So love that. Thank you for sharing that, please. And Lily said, listening to my husband, I should listen to him a lot more. I think that communication is important in the relationship. Now, I love that because 
most times in our society, even in in, in our in our in our close culture, we hear about people who always talk about how the wife should be the one that listen to more, not listen to her husband more. It's very rare to hear wives saying, you know what, my husband is right a lot of the time. He's smart, he's wise, he's intelligent. I should listen to him a lot more. I always hear the other way, like, the wife's always right. But we know that's not true if we're honest about it. I think one of the things that was also some of our responders kind of shared is that, you know, they sacrificed their own wants and needs to avoid conflict. Letting go of too much of the control of their life. They had financial hardships and they didn't want to stand their ground when it came to spending and how and it, it caused a, a rift in their marriage. I wanted to share that just to let you kind of know that, you know, people are not all with these happy go lucky comments. They got some hard stuff going on in their life. And I want to kind of just share it to encourage you guys, hopefully. One of the things that I thought was uh, really good was. From Nobleman, he said one of the things he wanted to change. He said he wanted to change a lot of stuff, but he definitely got you know more of a need to change his personal habits. He was a heavy drinker. In his in his assessment, he didn't spend enough time in church, and his wife was really encouraging and helpful. And I think we have a a biblical segue for that. You know that the husband sanctifies the wife. The husband, the wife is a, a believer, and the husband is not. You know, just divorce is not always the answer to that. You know, a lot of times the wife is going to be able to show the kind of habits, the discipline, the lifestyle that would not, not so much impress the husband, but at least show him that, you know, the way that you used to be, you can change. You can be changed. You know, if you uh, make certain changes to your habits and disciplines and stuff. And I think that nobleman made a really valid point there. He had a lot of background where he was in the army and big football fan and did the thing that, you know, people do commonly today, you know, and it always comes with, you know, some kind of vice, whether it be booze or drugs or something else. And a lot of things regarding faith and discipline don't really come into play. You know, so it was good to see that his wife has such a strong impact on him. He, he speaks very highly of her. So wife of, of noblemen, you're doing a great job. We applaud you. Number seven, last question. What's the biggest relationship lesson you have learned? Joe Boyd said one major thing that's happened in relationships that was his fault was saying the wrong things at the wrong time to always put others you know, before yourself. Of course, it's necessary to take care of yourself in order to have a relationship that lasts. You have to constantly meet each other's needs, wants and desires before your own. Joe Boyd is talking about sacrifice. It's something that in a marriage we don't hear a lot about nowadays. We hear about compromise, but most times it's worded in a way where compromise means do what I say or we're going to have a problem in the house. That's not really compromise. Like, I don't want to watch sports. I want to watch Lifetime movies. That's not really a compromise. You got to decide and agree. Okay, you know what? Do, we, do you both want to watch this program on this television set on this night at this time? That's not compromising unless you guys have come into an agreement and it's not with any kind of ill feelings or resentment it's actually a actual compromise but drum boy talking about sacrifice that means putting your own feelings and your own thoughts and goals you know behind the ones of the one that you love which is pretty awesome thanks drummer boy celtic warrior said communication is paramount don't expect your partner to know what they're thinking tell them without good communication no relationship can thrive love it 
Say, say. She said, marriage is the only place you can forgive and forget. Disclaimer, I do not endorse any kind of domestic abuse. And if you are in an abusive situation, you should seek help and leave your marriage. Those are not the things to forgive. This is what Say, say was saying. Heavy Lee. He said, instead of happy wife, happy life, you both have to understand it should be happy spouse, happy house. Thank you, Heavy Lee. That's awesome. S-Dub said, to not be afraid to tell the other person how you feel and what you need, be willing to listen in return and to fight for your relationship. Great job, S-Dub. I love it. And Cubs fan says, honesty and openness is everything in relationships. Great job. Thank you to all of my friends and family who have contributed to this episode today. Have you learned anything about relationships today? After hearing other people's stories and just little snippets of what they've gone through in life. Have you learned anything about your story? Have it, has it changed anything that you've been doing that you want to do better? Has it made you appreciate what you have that you haven't been appreciative of before? I know for most of you, it was your first time, so you held back a little bit with the responses. That's okay. I'm, I'm excited for our next listener participation episode. I know it's going to be a lot better, a lot more thoughtful, and a lot more information. We love the details. Thank you for that. If you've been subscribing to our show and the YouTube channel, please stay updated. We'll be sending out future surveys and new topics that we'd love to hear, hear from you guys about very soon for a future upcoming episode. It's been fun. Hope you learned something from today. Relationships are a worthwhile investment. Do you agree? Of course you do. I hope you do. <laughs> Enjoy the music, guys. Thanks again for helping us out today. Go ciao. Thanks again for listening to the Call Me Mr. You, the podcast. Hope you enjoyed the show. Please like, share, and subscribe to our YouTube channel for all of our full-length live episodes. And of course, if you're an audio listener, wherever you enjoy your podcast listening, you can find the Call Me Mr. You, the podcast. Hope you enjoyed the show. Go change the world. Coach out.